everybody, and welcome to Comics and Cinema. I'm your host, Alex Klein, and we have a lot to talk about today. And no, I am not referring to the hoopla that happened at the Oscars last night, though we will be diving into that. No, no, what I'm talking about is a brand new status quo. That's right. Uh, you guys may have heard me talk a long time ago. Uh, probably over the last few months about big things happening behind the scenes. I always giggled when people shared that sort of stuff uh, in order to kind of build hype. I tried not to because oftentimes uh, no hype was there and nothing ever ended up happening. But in this case, uh, I knew something was there and that something has finally happened, which is comics and cinema is going to be joining forces with the Nerd Life Network. That's right. Uh, we're getting picked up, everyone. I, I'll, I'd like to thank all the Academy. I'd like to thank all of my listeners. No, no, it, it uh, this is a really cool story. So really good friend of mine, Brian Lee. You guys are familiar with him. He's been on a couple of episodes already. Along, uh, the Spider-Man episode that we did, uh, we just had our Book of Boba Fett conversation. Uh, so he, as I've called out in some of those episodes, was on Earth's Mightiest Weirdos, part of the This Diz Life Network. Uh, he, he made had some conversations with myself, a few other podcasters, and wanted to start up a network where all of us could share in our nerdiness together, both through podcast format and through live streams on YouTube, which to me is probably one of my favorite things ever. Uh, I, for those of you that don't know, I maybe mentioned this once or twice, I used to want to be a newscaster. And I don't think it's going to be me reading the news when uh, I'm doing my live streams, but this is just a very exciting uh, moment for me because Again, while this is an actual TV, it's the future of TV. I, I truly believe. Obviously, we've got our own channels, uh, our own news that we listen to. But what uh, what news stations right now are talking about what's next in the MCU? What news stations are talking about the implications of the Star Wars universe? I hope that you guys turn it tune in to the Nerd Life Network because we will have you covered just like your daily news briefings uh, for all things nerd. So uh, if you want the full breakdown of that, I am going to have a link in the episode. And what I would ask at this point is, and hopefully not much because all you're doing is listening to this podcast, so you can probably play on your phone, go to YouTube, look up the Nerd Life Network. Again, I'll put the link in the description for the show, but it's Nerd Life Network. Uh, brand new. So I think right now, I, I know we already broke 100 subscribers, uh, but there's only a few videos on there. Things are going to start rolling as the weeks go on, though. Uh, we've got multiple shows on there. So uh, just as usual, Earth's Mightiest Weirdos will be a part of that, discussing all things Marvel on that weekly, uh, typically hour-long uh, basis. Babu's freaking podcast, which is also Brian, along with his co-hosts, Mike and Mark breaking down everything Star Wars. So they will be uh, doing their show on, I believe, Sundays. Earth's Mightiest Weirdos is on Mondays. Uh, Agents of Field, which is hosted by another good buddy of mine, Ryan Lesman, who uh, is a, uh, it's a play on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., if you didn't catch that. Uh, but it's a sports podcast. So not only will they be talking about some nerd stuff, but that's where you're going to get your sports fixed. And uh, their first episode was already out, uh, came out last week. Really enjoyable to listen to. Uh, and then there's a, a really interesting one coming uh, right now in the trailer. It's going to be listed as Girls After Dark. 
Uh, also, I think it could be called Nerds After Dark. I don't know if they've finalized that yet, but super excited. You guys are familiar with all of the guests uh, that have been on my episodes. They're going to be having their own show. That's Maya, Kara, Jalen, and Sarah from the Nerd Emporium, uh, which is really exciting. They have been keeping this hush-hush. Uh, I've been asking every day, you know, trying to plant a bug in their ear. Hey, what are you guys going to be talking about on this series? Uh, and basically saying you're going to find out, which I can't wait for. Very excited for them. And hopefully, uh, again, this is going to be an all-encompassing kind of experience for everybody. Uh, but what does that mean for comics and cinema? Well, things are changing. Things are going away. It's not going to be the same. Well, I'll say this first. Never fear. Uh, things are always changing. Life is about change. But I want to reassure all of you out there that absolutely nothing is changing, which is great. Uh, little tweaks here and there, right? Obviously with the, with the live stream, but in terms of podcasts, in terms of the amount of podcasts, all of that's going to be the same. Honestly, the only change, which is stressing me out more than you guys is I might actually be recording more than normal, uh, which is a good thing for all of you out there. So what's going to happen is I am slated for Tuesdays. I uh, have not decided on a time yet, uh, but I live on the, uh, not the West coast, but I live in mountain time. So any time that I pick is probably going to work for everybody because I'm so behind everyone else. But I'm thinking maybe, I don't know, five, six o'clock at night, something like that. We'll see how it works out. But each Tuesday, I'll have a live stream, uh, plan on doing them for an hour. And that essentially is going to be those episodes that you've seen on my feed that are a little shorter. So think of it like the most recent one that I had had, which was episode 208, which was Oscar nominations. Belfast and Death on the Nile. So as you guys know, even in that episode, I had called out, yeah, I'm not a huge fan of having a bunch of different things in the title. I like having a specific topic to talk about in these episodes. That's the perfect piece of this live stream. So I'm going to have an episode where I'll break down movies of the week. That's basically what I'll be doing each week is any movies and comics, any type of cinema, whether that's film, TV that I've been watching over that week, whether that's a new movie in theaters, some movies that I've been catching up on at home, or the brand new comics that come out each and every week on Marvel Unlimited on Mondays. So that gives you a chance to read them Monday. We can talk about them on Tuesday. To me, that's really exciting. That's something I wanted to do. And if you look back at my most early episodes, that's kind of what I was doing, having a specific day where I was just talking about a topic. That's what the live stream is going to be for. My podcast will still be there and is going to be for those longer episodes. So look at it that way. Those episodes that are over an hour long, those are going to be a better format for me to do in pod pod podcast form. That way you're not having to tune in for too long, uh, unless obviously something comes up and it's exciting. We have to dive into it. So still keep your eyes here, your ears here uh, for super long episodes like the one that's definitely going to be coming for Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. But for that weekly update on what's going on in, in the world of movies, TV, mostly movies and comics, that's what comics and cinema is going to have for you. And the best part about it is if you can't tune in on YouTube, I will have them linked through my podcast. So they will still just look like podcast episodes. Uh, so either way is perfectly fine with me, though I would love to uh, see you guys in the comments uh, whenever you have a chance to tune in to that live stream or any of the other days when we've got Earth's Mightiest Weirdos, Agents of Field, all of that great stuff. Now, you may be wondering, and maybe you were already wondering, and I should have addressed this, Whose podcast is this even? Because your logo has changed. Well, surprise, the logo changed. How cool is that, guys? Again, 
the world would not be the way that it is right now if industry wasn't constantly changing. And I was given a very unique opportunity by Brian himself. He was playing around with some things and he sent me over a logo. He said, hey, no pressure at all, but check this out. And I felt so bad because I, uh, I gave a lot of feedback on it and said, can you switch this? Can you change this? Can you do this? And so eventually it came out to what you're seeing right now. This is the brand new comics and cinema logo. And I am really, really excited about it, uh, mostly because of how colorful it is. If you guys noticed my, uh, my older logo, uh, I love that logo, though. So cool with the nebulas and the stars, but it's a little dark. And I'd like to think that our podcast is very vibrant, very fun, uh, very diverse. And I love the way that that logo kind of exemplifies that. And who, who doesn't like a little Oscar, uh, little Oscar statue and some popcorn down there in the corner. So huge shout out there, Brian. Thank you so much. Uh, but yeah, so again, hopefully that answers all of the questions that any of you might have about that. I'll say it again, probably at the end to go to YouTube, subscribe uh, to Nerd Life Network where you can see me and my friends, uh, friends and family talking about uh, all of the things that we love. And then obviously keep it locked here where you're still going to be getting those same quality podcasts that I hope you all enjoy. So without further ado, let's dive into this topic. The Oscars, the 94th Academy Awards took place last night. I had the luck of being able to scan my antenna and get ABC. Uh, the only problem was, and uh, I, I had to, I had to kind of slap myself a couple of times, no pun intended there, that uh, the antenna was weird. It kept cutting in and out. So everything was making like a clicking sound. So, uh, for example, when, you know, the audience would cheer, it was like, ah, 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 ah. And it was so I'd have to turn the volume down at times, but I was able to watch the entire thing all the way through. And I... I have a lot of thoughts about this Oscars. I know a lot of people have a lot of thoughts about this Oscars, but my first thought going into it was, is this Oscars going to be different than last year? Last year's Oscars was very um, COVID friendly in the sense that um, there was a lot of social distancing. The format was a lot stranger. The camera work was different. The whole format was different. And I really liked that. I thought that was really cool, very inventive. I spoke about that in the last episode we had with my brother Stevie about how um, in the same vein of embracing change and embracing new ways of doing things, the Academy needs to embrace trying new things. And so obviously we have a huge controversy to talk about with this um, this uh, episode, but the first thing I wanted to talk about is what I would say is one of the other big controversies about this, which was removing eight categories from the Oscars and splicing them back in, pre-recording them before the show starts, splicing them back in. And the uh, Academy, the president said the, the reason for this, and he said, I think the fans are going to like what they see uh, because this was going to bring things down to a tight three hours. That's the words that I used in the last discussion uh, episode. I don't think that's the exact words they said, but they said three hours. This was not a three hour episode. It was three and a half, close to four hours. And that is not okay. I was very upset by that. Uh, and I'm saying it all in a very, very straight face, but uh, last night I was, I was cackling just because I'm thinking to myself, what was the point? You guys chose to keep eight categories outside of the show. And then what they did is they just put them on the screen so the live audience could react to them. 
and then they'd move on to the next award. So honestly, the only time that they were saving was a person walking up to the stage. And when you think about that for eight awards, that's probably, I mean, think about it at max 30 seconds for you to walk down to the place. I mean, that's almost being generous, I feel like. So that's four minutes. You're saving four minutes. And they didn't, they definitely didn't. They really didn't save four minutes. In fact, they added about 40 minutes onto the show. And I don't know where that time went. Uh, obviously, again, uh, the, some of the controversy with Will Smith uh, definitely felt like the show was longer. But when you look back on it, it didn't extend the show at all. I mean, him going up on stage and everything that happened, that maybe that was five minutes. It probably was even less than that. So I don't know what happened to make this show too long. But I can pick out some really quick things that I would personally recommend uh, for them not to do next time. One, don't have hosts. Get rid of those three hosts. Uh, and that's no offense to the host, including Amy Schumer, who I am openly not a fan of. She did a really good job last night, as did Wanda Sykes and Regina Hall. Uh, killed it. Absolutely killed it. I thought they were really funny, way more funny than I was anticipating. But we don't need that. We don't want that. I mean, I get we want some jokes, but the presenters did a really good job with their jokes, too. So we don't really need a host. We're OK without one. That would save you probably 10 minutes. Uh, how about less uh, music? I get the live performances. I get that they're great, but I, that's adding time. So if you want to maybe consider that, if you're, if you're willing to pull actual award nominees out of the Academy presentation, maybe you take out the songs too, because if you aren't giving best score during, uh, original song probably falls in that same category if we're making those nitpicks. The other thing as well is they did an extra song for We Don't Talk About Bruno. As far as I understand, again, I think Stevie kind of elucidated to that in the last episode around it being a TikTok sensation. Absolutely not. No way. Do not add extra songs into your show just because they are what's in fashion right now. And that felt really uh, kind of cringy in a sense. I, I don't get me wrong. I loved seeing Megan Thee Stallion doing uh, an, an impressive set up there, but still we didn't need that. We, all we're here for are those awards, maybe a little bit of entertainment. And so with that said, uh, entertainment is what many people got last night. And I don't know uh, if everyone would agree that that is the correct word to call it, but I'm sure for about an hour or two, the Academy would have used that award and that word, and certainly every news outlet has probably used that word as well, whether you want to call it entertainment, drama, abuse, uh, assault, or just unprofessionalism. And so I have a few things to say on this. Uh, very few things to say, because I do not want this to also take away from my own episode. And so we've got a situation here for those of you that aren't familiar. Chris Rock came out to present on the best documentary feature, and he made a joke about uh, Will Smith's wife, Jada Pickett Smith, uh, saying, I can't wait to see you in G.I. Jane 2. And the joke was that because she had a completely shaved head. Well, it turns out the reason she had a shaved head is because Jada has alopecia, which is a uh, is hair loss. And so, you know, instead of waiting for it to just disappear, she decided to just cut it all off. And according to the, the, the video footage, Bull, he was Will Smith was laughing at this joke, but something took place in between camera cuts. And all of a sudden we saw Will Smith walk up onto the stage. Chris Rock was trying. He was like, oh, what's kind of what's going on? And then Will Smith uh, slapped him in the face, open hand palm right to the face. 
And uh, and this is this is what's interesting. And the one thing that I will say, the overarching theme of this is that there are a lot of things going on with the situation. There are so many layers to this story, things that I can't even understand and comprehend, things that a lot of other people can't understand and comprehend. And this situation and moment is going to mean different things to different people. So what I would caution anyone listening to this on, if you hear someone talking about it, or if you feel the need to talk about it with others, which is a totally human thing, right? We need to discuss this. This is something that needs to be talked about, uh, especially in a general societal understanding, because uh, it's kind of a watershed moment in the sense that you know, what are the repercussions of this, of him slapping Chris Rock live on TV? And then he said twice, uh, keep my wife's name out of your mouth. He said some swear words in that as well, which I won't repeat. But what does this, this means so many different things, like I said, to so many different people. So I would just caution, please have some, uh, have some professionalism yourself when talking about this. Because the way this may make you feel may not be the same way that it makes some other people feel. And that's not, I mean, there's, again, so many different people. Men may feel differently than, than women, than Black men and Black women, than comedians, than actors, or just people and humans in general, uh, husbands, wives. There's a lot going on. And so the pieces that I saw on this was Will Smith, you can say Will Smith is defending the honor of Jada, Jada Smith. Very on its face, very sweet, right? Okay, cool. We love a guy who defends his woman. That's great. But I, and I'm not too in depth on the situation between him and her, but at last I remember, I thought they had an open relationship. I think I've seen things where she has been um, sleeping with other men. Uh, again, I could be wrong, uh, but I don't think I am because I've seen it in multiple articles and people calling it out as well. And so to me, Again, my personal opinion, if my spouse was doing that first off, we wouldn't be together anymore. But in that environment, I would have no reason to still defend them because uh, they're kind of besmirching my own name in that sense. But maybe maybe Will is thinking, okay, you know, that's the kind of relationship that we have uh, and I'm going to deal with it. But think of it that way. That That's tough to carry as a person, whether you're a female or a male, uh, having a spouse like that. And, and same thing, if Will was doing that to Jada... That was a, that's a really tough situation to be in. So there's got to be a lot of feelings that he has swirling around inside him, uh, kind of buried deep. And not only that, but you tack on on top of that, that he is her husband. And she has a medical condition that's causing her to lose her hair. And so there is a level of defense there of defensiveness that would cause someone to get really upset. You know, think about it. If someone made fun of your significant other on live TV, would you be upset? Yeah, I, I definitely would be upset. Would I go up on stage and punch Chris Rock? Um, no, I definitely would not do that. But I'm just trying to show you at least this one side of it. So from there, you have that piece. But then the next piece is, too, Will Smith was probably inebriated in some way, shape, or form, too, so his judgment was probably a bit impaired. Uh, again, I can't speak to how he is every single day. I don't know the guy. Uh, on the other hand, Chris Rock is performing a set up there. Uh, Chris Rock made a joke, I believe, about the both of them on a prior Oscars. I don't know if there's some animosity there, but he called out Jada and made fun of her hair uh, in a teasing way. Did he know about her alopecia? If he did, he shouldn't have made that joke. If he didn't, 
well, then that's a little bit trickier, right? This is the whole point of the Oscars. That's how they get more people to uh, watch it, right? Look at the rest of the Oscar performance. Everything that Amy Schumer said, Wanda Sykes, and Regina, all three of them said a lot of pretty mean things to a lot of people in the audience. I'm thinking on the top of my head, there was a joke about Leonardo DiCaprio uh, dating younger women. Uh, there was a joke there about no one seeing the duel. I didn't see Ridley Scott get up and go punch them. I didn't see Leonardo DiCaprio do that. No one else did that because the normal thing, and this is the conversation, like I said, that needs to happen at a societal point. The normal thing as I understand it, and this is just being a business professional, is you keep your mouth shut. Yeah, okay, somebody made a joke that you didn't like. Maybe it was offensive to you or offensive to your wife. That's the sort of thing you save for after the ceremony. Go, and, and again, I'm not, I don't advocate for violence. I don't agree with violence. But if Will was going to hit Chris Rock, do it after the show. Me, make a deal to meet out in the parking lot and have a little scuffle. I don't care. Do not do that on live TV when millions of people are watching, including a bunch of kids, because that's the biggest issue with this. Again, gripping with this idea that that's not a normal thing to do. Is it a normal thing to defend your loved one? Yeah, that, that's, that's totally normal. How you go about defending your loved one, that is where we need to have some form of agreement. Because again, a lot of people are saying a lot of different things. There's a lot of people supporting Will Smith, a lot of people supporting Chris Rock. Chris has not pressed charges, according to the LAPD. Uh, the Academy has said they do, do not condone violence, though they kind of did because no one came and escorted Will out. He still got his award for Best Actor, which we'll talk about. And he gave a pretty uh, rousing speech, according to the response from the audience, who gave him a standing ovation, uh, where he said such things as, you know, my character, it's always about protecting my family. And, uh, you know, people do crazy things out of love. I will say in the moment uh, when I was watching it, I said, wow, that's a, a really interesting apology. He does not mention Chris Rock at all, but he does apologize to the Academy, to the audience. And in explaining what he was doing, you could think, oh, well, maybe he's still method acting from his performance. Fine, that's fair. Still doesn't matter though. <laughs> still shouldn't have happened. That's the key piece of all of this. And so I don't know if Jade is gonna be saying anything, if Will's gonna come out or Chris or any of them to say anything about this shouldn't have happened. Really sorry about both sides. Regardless, it needs to be addressed because this type of behavior should not happen again, especially not at the Academy Awards, which is the apex of professionalism, that grace that we are all looking for. I mean, they, they're handing out golden statues. I've got a golden statue on my logo for, for heaven's sake. So uh, just, just very, uh, very concerning. And again, you may not agree with what I've said. You may have a differing opinion, and that's okay. That's absolutely okay, because guess what? We all went through a huge collective trauma last night watching that. And I say that because we've never seen that before. We've never seen that in an Oscar setting before. And so, of course, no one's going to know how to deal with it. And like I said, there's a lot of different uh, factors, different sides and opinions and things that you can look at. And what's the right answer? I don't know. And I'll say this too, unless you're one of them or somebody who's a professional in that type of setting, you probably don't have the answer either. And that's okay. But we need to find out what that answer is. And we need to figure it out as a community because, like I said, it can't continue. You can't have something like that just go unaddressed. They don't talk about it for the entire rest of the show, except for Amy Schumer coming out and saying, 
uh, I heard I missed something. It's like, oh, ha ha ha. Okay, great. She should have said something. One of somebody should have said something. And the Academy coming out even later saying that now they're going to launch an investigation into this is good, but came just a tad too late because uh, I also read in the New York Times uh, from a couple of anonymous sources that they were trying to decide uh, whether to remove Smith from the theater or not. And it was a tricky situation because time was short. The Best Actor Award was coming up and he was heavily favored to win. And so they kind of let him go. Uh, But just like I said, very strange overall. And unfortunately, uh, not only did it take away from a lot of the awards, but it definitely took away from Questlove winning the uh, best documentary feature for Summer of Soul. Uh, And he walked up on stage right after that. And it was just really sad because, again, every, you know, that whole time he's making a great speech. He's tearing up, talking about his dad. And if his dad was around, that he'd be proud. And all I was thinking of was, when are they going to address Will Smith? And I kept thinking that the entire rest of the show, which is not good for a show like this, where you want to be focused and engrossed on every single award. So with that said, I am going to move on from that. And we will now talk about the actual awards. So when it comes to the ballot, your your man had a pretty good night. Uh, A couple people were telling me that uh, you can actually make money off of these ballots. Uh, I don't know how. I wish I did because I only got two count them two categories wrong out of every single one of them um so let's dive in i'm going to start with the bottom from my ballot list what i'll say too um first off being that the the eight categories that got pre-screened uh pre-recorded and then sent out they were all announced on twitter too i really liked that i thought that was cool because then i could start doing my ballot count right away so we've got Best visual effects went to Dune, no surprise there, Uh, though I did fill out a second ballot list for the ones I wanted to win. I picked Spider-Man No Way Home, didn't win, but that's fine. That's okay. It got honored through the, you know, best Twitter fan awards thing, which also um, was kind of crazy because Zack Snyder won both of the Twitter ones and you know why, because, and I think I said this last night to somebody too, if the people who, uh, want to release the Snyder cut can get Warner brothers to invest over $20 million in doing so uh, they can get Zack Snyder to win some Twitter awards for the Oscars. So I don't know if they're going to have to fix that going forward, you know, uh, only vote once sort of thing. I have no idea how it worked, but that was kind of, it was cool to see clips from movies that were not being honored tonight. Uh, But at the same time, it kind of made me wish that they were being honored. So best visual effects went to Dune best sound went to Dune uh best original score went to dune production design went to dune film editing went to dune cinematography went to dune what a great night dune got so dune is dune good in my opinion uh and really glad to be able to say that and again we kind of guessed it right they're going to win all the technical categories and not win best picture which is the exact way that it went uh best short live action went for the long goodbye The best short for animated was Windshield Wiper. That was one of the ones I got wrong. I voted for Robin Robin, which was the only one I was able to watch. Uh, It's on Netflix and it's actually really good. If you haven't seen it, check it out. Best original song is the other one that I got wrong. I voted for Dos Oreguitas and it went to No Time to Die, which was exciting. Billie Eilish won an Oscar. I'm not sure if that's her first, but um, very cool to see. Uh, She's now the first person to win an Oscar who was born in the 21st century cool fact um we talked about score best makeup and hairstyling 
got that one. Eyes of Tammy Faye, no, no uh, contest there. Best International Feature Film went to Drive My Car. Best Film Editing, we talked about that, went to Dune. Documentary Short, The Queen of Basketball. Best Documentary Feature, as stated, was Summer of Soul. Uh, best Costume Design went to Cruella. That was a big one. I was really happy about that one. Uh, Jenny Beaven, uh, came up uh, she kind of gave an interesting speech she's one of the few people that got played off the stage and it's funny too I, I thought probably a couple seconds before she got played off I was like she needs to get off and she did uh, but well deserved the Cruella costumes were amazing uh, best animated feature went to Encanto again no surprise there that was a great movie uh, but here's where we get now into kind of the big big awards so best supporting actress Ariana DeBose for West Side Story. Huge win there. Great representation as well. Best Actress for Jessica Chastain. Huge win and, and very well deserved. Was super bummed that Kristen Stewart did not get that win for Spencer, uh, but I knew she wouldn't. Uh, and she still came and dressed absolutely fierce. Uh, to be the fashion for the Oscars, this uh, this go around, the winners um, for male and female were definitely Timothy Chalamet and uh, Kristen Stewart. They both dressed very smart. I mentioned it a few times that uh, it was a very hot day and everyone clearly looked like they were very hot, but they dressed uh, with not a lot of clothes on. And so I think that was a, a smart move. Um, Best Supporting Actor, Troy Kotzer for CODA. What a huge win there. It's the first deaf man to win best, win an Oscar, win Best Supporting or Best Actor. Just huge, Best Supporting Actor. Uh, he was incredibly grateful. He gave a probably the saddest speech of all of them in terms of he came from a deaf family as well. And he said his father, him and his father were really close, but he said his father got into an accident and was paralyzed from the neck down. So his father could no longer communicate with them. How sad is that? I just, it was, it was a very powerful speech and um, just so cool. The entire crowd went silent and they were all flapping their hands. The, I guess, um, you know, ASL symbol for kind of clapping. Uh, just amazing. Um, we said it already before, Will Smith, best actor for King Richard. Uh, again, great performance. Uh, but it was interesting because uh, I did finally get to see some of that footage for Denzel and Tragedy of Macbeth. And that movie looks really good. I kind of really want to see it. And I'm still bummed that Andrew Garfield didn't win, but he's going to win. I mean, he got nominated. I think that's good enough for him right now. Uh, best original screenplay went to Belfast, uh, which is a huge congrats to uh, Kenneth Branagh. That's actually his first Oscar that he's won. He's been nominated for a bunch uh, over time, but has just never been able to pull it out. And now he has best adapted screenplay went to Coda. And uh, that was also nice to see. And so we reached this point where you might be thinking to yourself, well, this just doesn't make sense, Alex. Power of the Dog was the most nominated uh, movie in the Oscars. It got 12 nominations and you haven't said the name once. And that's why I would say this might be one of my favorite Oscars is because the only award the power of the dog got was for Jane Campion for best director. She went up on stage. She gave a very short speech, uh, did not mention the Williams sisters at all. Thank goodness. And then she was gone. So power of the dog was uh, more like the whimper of the dog last night because it did not, it did not perform as many expected except for this guy, right? Except for your, your beloved host. 
And uh, from there, though, we got the biggest award of all, which, again, it just was so sad. All of this kind of felt overshadowed. But um, CODA won Best Picture, which was awesome and so well-deserved. You know, we, we, we talked about this um, on multiple episodes in the past, too, especially I can think back the most recent one being for Green Book. Uh, Green Book was your typical Oscar bait movie. Uh, let's have a and, and, and the reason being Coda is the exact same. And we talked about it in the last episode. There's nothing special about Coda in regards to storytelling, but the story itself is just so powerful and, and fun and emotional that it made sense that they picked this especially with all the other ones that were in there and for the representation piece. I mean, now, now there's a, a, a you know, a whole deaf cast and a movie about uh, a child of deaf parents, not uh, winning an Oscar that's in the Oscar archives now, uh, which is really cool. And I think all of this and the way that this all played out really goes to show how far we've come as a governing body of the Oscars uh, since the last few times. Stevie mentioned that in our last episode around the Oscars so white controversy. Since then, they have made a lot of changes. And one of those changes was um, they got, a, I think it was a over 50% increase in diverse members. And then they also increased the amount of their members. I think they went from uh, it's like a thousand to three thousand, something like that. It was a lot. And so you're starting to see that trickle down effect with a lot more diverse nominations, a lot more diverse wins, and an almost better reflection of, uh, of society in that sense and of America and film of Hollywood. So while I still believe they've got a ways to go, it's nice to see the amount of movies they put in here because regardless of those that couldn't see every single one of these, whether that was a film that, you know, was only in theaters for a couple of weeks or was, you know, is no longer streaming. There's something in here for everyone. And a lot of it is streaming. So there's a lot of things like King Richard and Dune that are a lot more mainstream West Side Story. Same thing as there. Uh, West Side 2 only won one award with uh, Ariana DeBose. But safe to say, as these years have gone on, I think things have been getting better, though, uh, it's almost now turning into a tradition, like I said, that uh, each each year the Oscars is going to have a new controversy that they have to deal with. We thought that controversy was them removing the categories and pre-recording them, but in fact, it is a very questionable altercation between Will Smith and Chris Rock. So with that in mind, um, the Academy now has another daunting task to deal with, which is how to recover from that how to differentiate next year's presentation because of that. And then also on top of all of that, how to continue making this a three hour or less show so that I'm not sitting down for four and a half hours. Uh, it wasn't that. Well, no, it kind of was. I had the show on since one in the afternoon from the red carpet. And don't even get me started on the red carpet because that's a completely different podcast. Uh, only to say, the, the Academy needs to improve. It has to improve. And while they've been doing that every single year, it, no more apparent than right now that they need to address these issues, move past them, and come up with a really good solution that works for everybody and is obviously the right thing to do. So with that said, um, that's going to wrap it up. Just like last year, this is a shorter episode. Um, and now that uh, we've announced the uh, Nerd Life Network, I will wrap up by saying if I had my way, 
And we will see because I don't think I could do it for three and a half hours. Um, wouldn't it be cool to do a live stream of the Oscars where I, you know, I live react to all of the awards again, that would have been nuts with last night. I don't know how, but maybe it's something similar to where I just react to all of it as I am right now in a live stream format one day from today uh, in one year from now. So with that in mind, again, please take a little bit of time to go on YouTube and follow nerd life network. Uh, there's nothing comics and cinema related in there except for a trailer, which I will link in the description, as I said. Uh, but you'll start seeing in the weeks to come, there's going to be some comics and cinema magic in there, along with all of the other great shows that we have. I'm truly excited. I mean, how often do you see a network kick off online with multiple shows that address multiple different demographics? I just I, I can't be more proud to be a part of this group and to share the exciting things that are going to be coming up with all of you listeners out there. So thank you guys so much again for tuning in. And as always, I'm your host, Alex Klein. This is Comics and Cinema, and we will see you at the movies.